look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Welcome back. You're on News Talk 770 and More Than Money. We're talking about interest rates, and uh, we've got a terrific resource uh, with us today. Dan Janis, a senior portfolio manager, Manulife Asset Management. Now, Dan runs the multi-sector bond strategy. He's also the co-lead and uh, portfolio manager of the Manulife Strategic Income. Dan is also a, a longtime acquaintance friend and also a, uh, a contributor to our advisory board, him and his team. And I want to thank you for joining us today, Dan. We left you uh, at, the, at the break uh, with a comment about uh, good quality bonds. So a lot of people, retail investors, investors like, you know, regular uh, people, you and me, Faisal, will look at owning, um, say, a Government of Canada bond as, as safety, a 10-year Government of Canada bond or something like that. Dan, what's the potential risk to a client of just owning, for a Canadian, a, just a domestic bond portfolio that's considered to be safe, high-quality government bonds? What's the potential risk there? Well, we have, uh, you know... There's no credit element there. It's basically just a duration element. So the longer you go out on the curve as you know, rates go up, that sensitivity to rates means that your bond price would go down. Uh, so we would have a problem with the duration impact on bonds. So if you had a 1% move with a duration of 6 you lose 6% of your bond minus your coupon. So there's, there is potential embedded losses absolutely there. So you have to be careful on how you, uh, you know, source the high quality and what your position size is in those. You can have some, but you know that in a rising rate environment, those longer durations, more sensitivity to rates going up, you would lose on those. So that's why you need to diversify away from just high quality assets into more of a global focused, potentially with credit that would be less sensitive to a rising rate. Actually, the rising rates may help some of these sort of credit situations. So a diverse portfolio may be better in this environment with rates so low. So a lot of advisors in Canada or Canadian portfolio managers have a bias to Canada buying domestic bonds, um, which in our opinion, at least mine and Dave's, is that uh, there's, there's bigger and better opportunity elsewhere. So when you look at the entire spectrum that you have, um, where do you see the opportunities? What are some of the, the buys for today? And what are some of the areas that you don't want to even touch? Uh, I'll talk about the areas that I don't want to touch. We will not be in Ukraine, Argentina, Venezuela, uh, Middle East, uh, or developing Africa. We think those markets are dangerous and fraught with illiquidity, and you know we don't have an edge from an information standpoint, so we stay away. And then the currencies are volatile. I think areas that we would go into to offset are areas such as India, uh, Indonesia, which are improving, getting upgrades. The countries are are now starting to become well-run. Uh, they have better people from a Treasury standpoint to central bankers that understand that as they grow, they need capital from capital markets. So they're embracing that and putting in regulatory policies, whether it be from a budget standpoint, tax standpoint, or corporate uh, development standpoint to encourage businesses. All those are becoming, you know, we think, very important to help the economy grow and be more balanced. So I think that and then the currency we feel is relatively stable. So you get a higher yield type scenario in an improving economy uh, with a currency that could have a nice little 
uh, relative rebound relative to Canada. So we think that those opportunities make sense. I, I think also when you're looking at uh, you know some of the uh, credit situations in the U.S. from a stability standpoint, not great yields, but stability in ABS and CBS, uh, you know, trophy property types, you know, the Time Warner building and et cetera, but not you know malls or any of these condos. And then in ABS, a new business that has developed is. Uh, you know, whole business securitization. So it's the Domino's Pizza franchise revenue together with, you know, when you're looking at, uh, you know, Dunkin' Donuts, et cetera. Those type situations give you a shorter duration, so about a five- to seven-year piece of paper between 35 and 4%, and they're all investment-grade, either triple B or triple B+. Plus. So very interesting opportunities, less volatile with a coupon that you can understand. So there's a, there's a scenario globally that confuses investors. Um, this this idea of negative interest rates that we see in, you know, it's perhaps some uh, Japanese bonds. You've got some European uh, communities with through the uh, bonds through the European Central Bank's uh, monetary policy. Talk to us a little bit about help help a regular investor understand what the implication is of a of a negative yield, and are you interested in any of them? Okay, negative yields, basically you're lending money to a, a government and then paying them to take it. I, I don't think that's a, you know, if you're looking for income, that does not make sense for, you know, a pension or someone who needs income. So those securities, you know, for income uh, do not make sense. So we have not invested in any of those because we have a lot of pension pensioners uh, involved in our products or people that need income. Um, why they did that is because the they exhausted all the monetary policy situations and they needed to uh, increase liquidity in the markets, and negative yields gave that added push of adding more liquidity. For an investor, it doesn't do anything if you're looking for income, but for the government and for the central bank, it does create more liquidity in the market to help you know thwart off this big downturn from 08. So really, it's more of a central bank tool, not as an as an end investor. I don't think that's where you want to be. What does that mean for Europe? For uh, for your interest in Europe, and um, or is it just select uh, you know select securities? Uh, we don't have anything in Europe right now. Um, so um, you know we're potentially looking at uh, potentially building a bucket of European securities, but we want to get it with positive yields. So it would be probably more of the high-quality situations. It could be an Apple computer, a Hewlett-Packard. Hopefully we can get positive yields there. And then the currency, the euro, we're getting a little bit more positive there. It may be more of a total return through the euro than from income. So it's not an income play, but a total return play. Other than that, there's really not much uh, great opportunities uh, in Europe from an income standpoint. Yeah, it looks difficult. So so bonds pay at least... Faisal, in your my opinion, bonds do play an important role in a in an overall portfolio. Dan, the concern that we get from regular investors is that it's going to be a, a total drag on the portfolio. I'd like your forecast or your guidance on what you think a realistic rate of return is, again, using your style of investing. But over the next, uh, call it 12 months, go year to date and next 12 months, what do you what do you Sure. Say? Sure. We, we feel, I mean, we've, our goal, here's what our goal is first. Our goal is to have a volatility between 4 and 8% with a shop ratio or return over risk of 1. That means we would match somewhere in that 4 to 
I think now with the current low invi- invi- rate, interest rate environment, you probably set your hi- sights between three and a half to five and a half percent, with emphasis more on the four. Um, so I would assume probably at the the four percent level, would it uh, surprise me that we could get that? I mean, I'm being conservative. We could do you know better than that with some other you know security picks and maybe some currency management, but in that in that window of the three and a half to four percent, I'd feel more comfortable there over the next year. Yeah, in terms of looking, setting an expectation. I think that's. Um, I think that from a bond perspective, Faisal, you know, people thinking about that, that's certainly not destructive, right? I mean, that's no. it's interesting when you look globally and you've got the entire global marketplace to pick from, and you're not limited to perhaps domestic, you know, governments like uh, government of Canada's. Then there. The world is your oyster. Sorry, that's a cheesy <laughs> line, but um, that's great. Uh, listen, Dan, we've taken up a ton of your time, and I appreciate you joining us uh, today, and we appreciate uh, all of your input. Glad to help. Thanks, guys. All right. We've been joined by Dan Janis. He's the Senior Portfolio Manager at Manulife Asset Management, clearly focused on bonds. They manage about $37 billion in mostly pension assets, so we, uh, we appreciate his input. Now, we've got a seminar coming up on Tuesday, and guess what part of the conversation is going to be around? Income. Income. How much income can you get? How long can it last for? And what are some of the biggest risks when people are trying to get income in their retirement? Uh, They've been saving a lot of money over these years, Dave. And if they do not have a proper strategy in place to provide income, that could be disastrous for their retirement Mm -hmm. futures. All right, Faisal, to to make sure that nobody has this uh, disastrous outcome and that their income is protected in in their retirement uh, and their retirement lifestyle is protected, join us at our next seminar. It's coming up on Tuesday, July the 25th, 7 o'clock, at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine, Spirits, and Beer. To register for that, give us a call at 966-8400, or you can uh, register online at morethanmoneyradio.com. Stay tuned after the break to hear about what Albertans actually think about their doctors. You're on News Talk 770 and More Than Money. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.